This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 220, recorded on June 25th, 2015. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, all three engines up and burning, 2, 1, 0, and liftoff, the final liftoff of the planets. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that call the News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here in a beautiful, although it is a little warm, warm and sticky here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show. Just send me an email, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Track me down on Twitter at jcollison. Of course, you can call in those questions if you want to do that. And actually, Kevin Schoonover called in a question. We're going to cover that at the end of the show. 402-478-8450. We'll, uh, we'll play that question right here on the program. Of course, TheAverageGuy.tv is powered by Maple Grove Partners. That's Christian and Gary out there doing that for us. And if uh, you're looking for some simple web hosting and very cost-affordable, cost-affordable, is that even a word? $10 a month gets you in for hosting. And Christian is a WordPress. We're going to talk a lot about WordPress today. These, his sites are optimized for WordPress, and so $10 a month gets you in. Great, secure, uh, and very, very fast bandwidth out there at Maple Grove Partners. Check it out, maplegrovepartners.com. We want to thank Roger over there at WLMN Radio out of, uh, out of Grafton, West Virginia, for broadcasting us and streaming us during the week live. And, of course, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and many other great podcasts out at the, the Geeks Network, all in word, thegeeksnetwork.com. You can join us in chat, watch or listen live on YouTube, Spreaker, Mixler, Audio Boom, Mix Cloud, Shout Engine. All, we're everywhere. You can't miss us. Of course, you can find all those links out at TheAverageGuy.tv. All right. I mentioned it uh, early. We've got a WordPress show uh, today. We're going to talk a lot about WordPress, but we're going to talk about it from a plug-in perspective. And so I, the reason, one of the reasons I found this so interesting is because, of course, Mike and I are both podcasters. I've, uh, we've brought Mike from Squarespace onto WordPress. Mike, welcome to the show. Glad to be back. I've uh, been teching out this entire week. Got a lot of new fun gadgets and been making all these upgrades to to stuff in the house. So it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, you're right. Made the switch to Squarespace to WordPress. So I'm excited for tonight too. I think it'll be good. Yeah. yeah I think things. if you're many of you, I know the listeners out there, many of you have pinged me with questions about WordPress. Some of you have wanted to set up your own blog. Several of you have tried your own podcast. That's great. And so tonight... We're going to talk about a plug-in that I found a couple weeks ago through uh, my, my buddy Dave Jackson over at School of Podcasting, and of course we do the Saturday morning Ask the Podcast Coach, and it really kind of simplified. I've, I've always struggled with my player a little bit, and I wanted the player to be better, me be more robust, and, and uh, Dave had Hanny on his program. Hanny Mora, thank you for coming on, and uh, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. My pleasure. Good to uh, good to catch up with you. You spent some time with me. I appreciate that. When I first bought the plug-in, you spent with some time with me. I think we just connected via video, and I think I asked at that point, hey, would you mind coming on the podcast? And you said, no problem. So we always appreciate developers who will take time to uh, chat with the community. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Let's get a little bit of background on you, who you are, where you're from, you know, those kinds of just the, the basics so kind of folks get a feel for who you are. Yeah, so um, I'm up in Toronto, Canada, just uh, outside of Toronto, and um, what am I? I'm a software guy. I'm a software engineer. I went to school way back in the day for software engineering, and uh, then I got into a little bit of online marketing, and 
I, what, two, three years ago, I got into the WordPress space and kind of got my first plugin developed, and then a year later, I got my second one developed. So I got myself into a niche down to WordPress, great platform. And, it's pretty uh, niche, Hanny. I mean, yeah. uh, WordPress is, I mean, it's the, it's, it's the most popular blogging, now probably podcasting, too. And I, I assume there's enough users out there. I mean, the, the, the mass has to be big enough for to, to be able to support these plugins for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a big video guy, actually. I got had a video blog in 2005 teaching people how to make videos, simplifying the whole process. And then a year or two after, I thought, hey, I'm a software guy. I love video. Let's create some software. And WordPress was, you know, YouTube and WordPress were like side by side, the perfect combination. So I put those two together made a plugin uh, for video, pulling off all your videos off YouTube, putting them on your WordPress site automatically. This is actually solved my own pain. I was doing a video blog, and it was frustrating. I had to embed the code manually, and then I had to add the opt-in box automatically. I said, everything, I'm like, i got to automate this. i got to automate this, and that's how I got into it. Yeah, is that plugin still around? And what's the name of it? Yeah, and is it still it's, around? Yeah, uh, Simple Video Press. Yeah, it's, been, it's still around, absolutely. And because uh, I do that today, uh, it, you know, when we we produce both audio and video, and I go out and grab a embed and move, and it's not for me. That's not terribly uh, complicated, but I, I get it done. Um, talk a little bit about so you started on the video side, and then you became over. You came over to the audio side. So talk about kind of that journey. To was it just a natural conclusion to say, well, now I need to start doing audio? No, it's actually a very interesting story. Uh, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I, I I partnered up with somebody who had a big video audience, and so we, you know, he was a, the business partner, a sales channel for selling the Simple Video Press. And how I met him was, I offered he he was looking for someone to help edit videos, and I offered, hey, I'll edit your video for you. He was an interview, and I said, okay, I'll edit it for you. It's a one-hour show. I'll do it for free. Don't you know? I'll I'll help you out. No problem. So we got to know each other, and it turned out he was making a podcast. So I was like, what's a podcast? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I learned about, you know, with the podcast, and, and this is about three years ago, two and a half years ago. Long story short, he was producing a podcast. He asked me, can you help me? I learned the ropes. So I helped him take those videos, convert them to audio, figure out how to host them, and get the RSS feed, PowerPress, you know, all the tools that you need. And so I learned my way kind of through him. Then I, he recommended somebody else to me, and uh, for me to help them, I should say. So I helped somebody else. So I learned my way around podcasting, and the video plugin was was doing well. It was well received. We had you know, beta group that we had customer. It was a well received idea of automating some of the tasks. So we went from, okay, about six months or so after we released the video press. I said, you know what? I'm getting this itch to create something else. <laughs> so the natural thing was podcasting. How can I apply similar principles from video press into podcasting space? And that's how the podcast press, Simple Podcast Press, my latest plugin, was born. It was kind of a spinoff off the Simple Video Press. And so how hard is it? You know, we we often think, I mean, WordPress development has got to be a little bit of a different beast. So this isn't just writing C-sharp code or Java code to get these things running. What's it take to get into, if I, if I want to create a plugin, what are the skill sets I need and what do I need to do to get one of these things started? Yeah, I mean, I am a developer, but my strengths are not 
it's not coding, and especially not PHP. It's, it's uh, yeah. I wasn't familiar with PHP too much. I knew my way around, but not enough to develop something from scratch. So I, I, I work with somebody. So my, my brain, my gut told me, you're great at architecting. Like, here's an idea. Here's a concept. Look at the APIs. I can read documents about YouTube's API, so I know how to talk to YouTube. And but how did I should like write the code to make it happen? I'm, I could figure it out, but it would take me ten times as long. So I I architected. I think it took me like a day with video press. Sorry, with podcast press. I remember sitting on my parents' couch. I just the kids. I had two daughters at two. They were two and five at that time. And at my parents' house, the kids were out running the backyard. I said, you know what? I got like a half an hour, an hour window of uh, peace. So I sat on the couch. Got my laptop, pulled out this app. It's a pretty cool app. Actually, it like, does like uh, block diagram type things. It was called draw.io, I think it was called. Anyway, mapped it all out, looked at APIs, and I was like, all right, very cool. I got it. This is, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that, and here's the call, and here's RSS feed, and here's this, this, this. Mapped it all out, and that's it. Once I had that, I... I uh, went actually to my same developer that that was working with me on Simple Video Press, and I said, "Hey, we got a new project. Let's make this happen." So I, I utilize my strengths, and not I knowing that I'm not good at coding, and I work with somebody to make it happen. So were you podcasting at the time, or how did you kind of have all the ideas of what you wanted built in to the podcast press? Yeah, because I was helping uh, my business partner who was working with me on the video press. I was helping him launch his podcast. Okay. So I, I learned the way, I learned the pains of producing, editing, and also, you know, uploading to here and adding to your website, yada, yada, yada. And then he referred me to a few other people that needed help, so I helped them. And they all, and there was one person, one of the people I ref, that he referred me to, she gave me a lot of ideas. She said, oh, I wish the player was nicer. I wish the player was mobile-friendly. Um, I wish there were buttons people can subscribe. I wish I can put add an opt-in box so people can subscribe to my email list. How do I automate all this? So I kind of take a lot of feedback from clients or friends or clients and and just kind of took them all down and pieced it all together. And But the important thing was I built something simple first. Like I built something that here's... My goal was to automate the process of taking podcasts and putting them on your website. So I built small, and then I added, added, added as we went along. Kind of, kind of iterated as you go. Yeah. Drashna, to answer my question, Drashna had said, you know, PHP, SQL, CSS, HTML, JavaScript, right? Those are kind of the exactly. core functions. You, you've partnered. Uh, so do you just have one, one dev partner that you kind of work with? Just the power of two. Yeah, I mean, he, I met him a long time ago. Um, he's actually remote. He's not even from the Canada or U.S. Uh, and we had a long relationship for five years. He helped me. I was, back then, I was making websites for people, you know, dabbling with websites and WordPress. So he helped me write custom themes. He helped me do WordPress stuff. And then when I got to the plugins, I'm like, I want to make a plugin. He was my go-to guy, right? We had a relationship. We trust each other. And it's it's been great and still great. We're going strong. That's good. No, I want to show a little bit uh, of this because, um, it, it's, of course, it's called Simple Podcast. Podcast Press, if you didn't catch that from, from Hanny's T-shirt that he's got on there. Very good. Um, you know, one of the things, so the listeners probably, and let me flip over to this so that it's showing up. Uh, okay, one sec here. Let's just make sure we got that. 
walked in. So, um, so a fairly simple, you know, most listeners who come out to the site uh, have probably seen it. They just didn't know they've seen it. And so I did a changeover. I purchased the the um, I purchased the plugin I think five or six weeks ago. Quickly made a changeover, and really what it added was a new player, a new mobile-friendly player. It actually works a lot better than the other one did on there as well. And then I've there's some new uh, there's some new links there. I think some better looking. They're easier to navigate with the red download, the blue iTunes. So if somebody clicks on that, that's going to take them. If they're on an iPhone. It's going to take them right to the subscribe link and allow them to subscribe. Then uh, here on our network, uh, and we're going to dig into the plugin here in a second, but I chose two more, Audio Boom and Spreaker. Those are two that are really important on my network, uh, some of the ones that we use. But when we dig into the plugin, uh, you're going to see a lot more. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, when we think about the player itself, there's there's a bunch more features that are packed behind this. And so let's dig in. We'll, we'll dig in here in just a few minutes. But when we think about the viewing experience, what what do you want the you know what do you want the listeners to to know about this player and some of the functionality that comes along with it? Yeah, I, I mean the first and most important thing is that it's mobile friendly. Um, the fact that you know people listen on the go all the time, so you want to make sure that your player is mobile friendly, and also the buttons below are responsive, so they do respond to the size of your phone, etc. So they're easy to click. The play button is easy to click, and it's it's you know you can actually slide around and navigate, you know, advance forward and back on the actual player itself with your finger. So that was a very important factor. I mean, it's not the only factor, but it's, it's an important factor. Um, but um, to be honest, initially this was designed for kind of automating a step for people who were generating their podcast feed somewhere, like on third-party sites like Ellipson or something. They, this would automatically create the page for them and add the player for them. So it was, it was initially designed to be a time-saving tip, a time-saving tool to help you automate of getting your podcast from uh, wherever you're hosting it onto your WordPress site. Yeah, I have too much security on my WordPress site at the moment, and it logs me out. If I don't do anything for a while, it logs okay. me out. And so let's uh, we'll quickly log back in here, and I'll take folks through to the to the page because I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes, which I which I find very very interesting, especially if you're a podcaster. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things, a lot of features and benefits running behind the scenes that we don't see. So, let's get into the settings here, and and so of course let's start with the the player setup. What just quick me kind of run me through what's available to the user when they come in from a setup perspective. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can customize the player. You can have a black player, white player, or custom colors. So you can customize the actual player buttons, etc. Um, and then the, you can control to kind of customize the buttons themselves and the colors of the buttons. And more importantly, you know, we have the download, the common ones, download iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, but we also add a custom buttons. So you have three up to three buttons, and we're looking to expand that to more. So you can have send people anywhere you like. If you you know audio boom, you're using audio boom and speaker, which is cool. Um, people leave buttons, say, hey, leave a review, click here. So people can click, go directly to leave an iTunes review uh, or a Stitcher review. You can link it up to anywhere you want, and that's the cool thing. And you can have it if you if you offer a course or offer some kind of um, anything, any kind of information you want to send people to, you can send them. You set the name of the button, 
and where do you want it to go. It's as simple as that. Um, and then in the player settings, you can customize, you know, personal preferences like round buttons versus square, um, flat color versus gradient, um, those kind of details. So it's, you know, over time, people said, hey, I want to customize the text above the player. I want to customize the color. So we added, added and iterated based on what people want. How, how much feedback do you get from your audience? I mean, is it pretty constant when you're developing this? Do you find that the community... Uh, is pretty reasonable in what they ask? Um, it's funny. In the beginning, you've got a lot. Because obviously, when you start, it's pretty simple. It's the, the software was, you know, you had, we had one vision in mind, and we released it. And we said, okay, let's let the people guide us, when, let the customers guide us. So we initially, it was a lot of feedback, a lot. I want to customize this. Um, how do I do this? And the trick, from my experience, of the, from the first time, my first plugin is you can't, jump on every request. As much as you'd love to build all these features, and you, I get excited, like, oh, that's a great idea, I want to do that. But you can't jump on it right away, you have to, A, like, if kind of keep it like, almost like a tally. Say, okay, this request came, uh, you know, one time, two times, three times, okay, you know what, this is, people really want this, <laughs> I better start listening. So, we were releasing updates probably every few weeks to fix more fixing any conflicts with other plugins and adding a feature there here and there. But then, you know, we kind of slowed it down and maybe we're about a once a month type thing right now. So it's been a it's been a year. This plugin's been around for a year and uh, it's very stable now. You know, with all the good feedback we got and we keep adding features, but we're we're not constantly releasing updates. It's about Every three to four weeks, we release an update. Okay, so so not not quite as frequent. Mike, did you want to say something? Yeah. So, what would be like the switching cost for someone who you know? Because I started podcasting over a year ago, and so if I have a plugin I already use, is there is it pretty easy to switch over? And can you keep the same RSS things like that for people who already have their feed all set up? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's one thing we stayed away from is feeds. So we don't actually generate the feed. We are we design it so that we you tell us your feed and we work with it. So we don't modify it. We use it as an input to the plugin. Okay. So based on your feed, we will create episodes for you. We will um, update the player. So you had actually a very good question about what's the cost of transitioning to the plugin. Now we if you are currently using the PowerPress. Plugin? Are you currently using that? Yes, I am. Yes, awesome. Yep. Well, a lot of people do. This is one of the feedback that when we first launched it, we said, "Hey, I already have PowerPress. I don't want to go back to my hundred episodes and change the player. How do I do that?" Right. So we literally, no joke. You just turn on a checkbox. Say, "Replace my PowerPress with Simple Podcast Press Players." Save settings, and instantly they're all up to date. It and it doesn't touch your feed. It doesn't change the way you produce your podcast. Nothing's changed except the visual appearance of the player. It literally gets substituted with our player. So since it doesn't create a feed, could it? can it be a full replacement for PowerPress? Could you um, right now have just, if you don't have a feed already, so for me I upload my files to a media storage that doesn't give me a feed. Mm -hmm. Can it create a feed or do you need to combine it with something else? Um, we... PowerPress is the number one plugin out there. It's been around for years, and it's solid. It's good at what it does, which is the feed. So right. we, we, we had no intention of going in there and creating the feed. So we designed it to complement PowerPress, to work with PowerPress so that, uh, you know, 
I don't I'll be perfectly honest. I don't want the responsibility of something right. going wrong with somebody's feed. Uh, PowerPress Blueberry guys are amazing. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it for years now. And hey, let's work. Let's make the software work together. And there's no need to focus on that aspect. It's been that problem's been solved a long time ago. Well, that's perfect because it makes the switching, like you said, so easy. Because it's yeah. someone, someone like me, I could download this and be using it today and have the, you know, it, the player's beautiful and it has a lot more interactive and things and all the. I was going through the websites like, man, there's a ton of features packed yes. into one plugin. You're yes. pretty much there are. I'm using probably three or four plugins for things that I could just do with one, one on yours. So I mean, I don't, we can get into some of those features if we want to, but it's just it's impressive how much is packed in. Yes, uh, you know, initially it started as an automation tool. And then it became the focus became the player, but I, I tell people all the time it's it's a player, but it's also a toolbox. It's a podcaster's toolbox. Of I tools. like that term, and really it helps you visualize what it is. Yeah. Very nice, Hanny. Let's uh, let's dig in a little bit because uh, there there are a few more. I'll come back to this uh, side over here. Um, there are some additional settings available. So we went through actually setting the player up, and that's how you got started. But as I scroll down here. Uh, there's an opt-in box setting. What does that do for me? Yeah, so this will actually, if you turn that checkbox on, it will add a email opt-in box below those buttons. So every episode will have an opt-in box, and uh, you can connect that to any auto, any email service, whether it's Aweber, MailChimp, uh, GetResponse, Infusionsoft, whatever you're using now. Uh, you just take the HTML code that the, the email provider gives you, you paste it in that box where it says opt-in form HTML code, um, and then you, you know, configure the colors of the buttons, and every episode will, will give your readers a chance to opt into your email list. So that's one of the, one of the main focuses is you know growing your audience is to have a, an email list, and so you have a channel to talk to your audience. So we felt having an opt-in box was important. No, for sure, and that's for me. That's one of the things I use. I don't use a separate plugin, but I have other spots in the site right. that you can go to that says subscribe, subscribe, but might be smart for me to opt this in. Um, obviously, I didn't set it up, as you saw. So looking at it today, oftentimes when I do these kind of interviews, I learn things, and then I, I set them up the next day. You know, like, oh, I didn't know how that, that worked. So in my case, we use uh, MailChimp, and so I could go in there and put the, the various pieces and get to... And so that's going to put it on every single post, right? Yeah, it'd be it basically just below the, below the buttons, right below there. And yeah. the idea is... You know, people are clicking the play button. They're listening. Their focus, their attention is on that part of the page. So why not have the opt-in box right there? Right. No, it goes with the. It would go. It would travel with that page. I would assume sometimes too, if that page gets linked out, or some of those kinds of things, they're going to be able to see those boxes as well. Mm -hmm. uh, let's also talk about. So there's some sharing options that are in here. Yeah. So we have this feature called. Uh, I forget the exact. I think it's click to tweet or tweetables or something along those lines, where you you literally highlight about 100 characters while you're editing your post. Highlight, you click a button on the toolbar in the post editor, and that will transform that into a nice looking, almost like a quote. So a little bar with your text, and then with a little button that says click to tweet, so somebody can click and actually tweet that quote, and it will tag you, uh, your your Twitter ID as well. So it's a nice way to share quotes or or any part of your post would make it nicely, easily shareable. 
Yeah, and you know, to be honest, not even if you're not even podcasting, if you're a blogger, mm-hmm. this would be a great feature to have just as a blogger, because then you can create these sections. And I won't do it live because I'll probably mess it up in the process. <laughs> I, the, the live demos never seem to work. I like have that. terrible experience with live I demos. Know, <laughs> so, especially when I'm, I'm, you know, we are actually remote desktoping into an Azure box to mm. broadcast this tonight. You know, it's one of the new steps I've, and it never goes well whenever you try and do it. But um, so highlight a piece of text, go up into the toolbar, select that option to make it tweetable. It then puts it in this very, very cool, it really stands out on the page is what it does. Yeah. And what you're hoping someone will do is then click on that and it'll automatically tweet that based on their on their Twitter account, right? Exactly. And it will tag you. If you put your name and uh, your Twitter ID and their Twitter handle in there, it will tag you as well. Cool. Yeah, and I, that's a great blogging feature. And I... I probably, much like other, there's a lot of other things, you know, as a podcaster, you should be doing. And this is one of those things I, I need to add into my, you know, into my um, post-production kind of instructions are, okay, in my show notes, create a few tweetable, you know, mm-hmm. items that they can then, people could pick up. I don't, I'll be honest with you, though, as a podcaster, I don't make very extensive show notes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the kind of guy that writes out his whole show. I kind of just throw it out there with a couple links and call it good. But using something like this, I could probably come up with a few quotable tweets, like a clamor, like we do with clamor, which is yeah. we pull 18 seconds of audio out. I should probably think about you know a tweet, a special tweet in there that's just a you know that's pretty close to the player. That that would be a quote right from the from the show, and then just let them tweet that out. Yeah. Exactly. You can do as many as you want to. It doesn't have to be one. It can be as many as you like. Yeah, and that just that just puts all the code behind it. I assume once I make that, I could go into the code, into the source side, and see see the code that you've used to to generate that piece, right? That that code would be available to me to see. Um, I would believe so. Yeah, if you do view the source of the page, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should see yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to see the magic behind the scenes, certainly exactly. a lot easier just to click the button and let you generate the code for me. <laughs> <laughs> From that standpoint, I don't want to do that either. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the code myself, but uh, certainly. Anything else on this page that uh, you got some advanced tweaks in there? I assume these are more for troubleshooting. Those are, yeah, exactly, for unique cases. Um, we have a URL shortener built in. So what that does is, you know, if you have a long permalink, like a long name for your post for your episode, and you have a title in there that has a number, you have a 01001 episode 199, it tries to pick up automatically that number and make it such that, you know, you can be theaverageguy.tv slash 199. That's a short link that will link to that episode 199. And you can customize the actual number if you want. Like you can, it doesn't have to be a number, it can be a name whatever you like, but the idea is it makes a short version as well to link to your your episode page so that if you're on the air, you talk about it, hey guys, go visit my show notes page at theaverageguy.tv slash 199 instead of saying this big long URL. <laughs> and how different, yeah, and how different is that? We use pretty links to get that done today. Same yeah. same functionality same pretty much? Same principle, exactly. Now what's cool about this is it links with that URL shortener, it links with that click to tweet so when you tweet it and you have this feature turned on, it will tweet the short URL. So you just save a few characters. Nice. So okay. well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No, it's very cool. You can see 
some I can start to see some of the benefits of being all the way in the ecosystem. You know, yeah, taking exactly. advantage. You've got you've got some features built on top of other features. So, no, very cool. If I think if you're new to podcasting, I, you know, I've often thought when I saw this, I thought, do I leave both plugins in? Because if I shut off the Pretty Link, I have tweeted a ton. Yes, you don't want to do that. Absolutely. So, so we we actually you know we we respect that people have pretty link cuz it's it's very popular especially in the podcasting space so we have an option to completely disable the uh URL shortener from our plugin so so there's no conflicts at all yeah and i haven't used the i haven't not used jurors just for that reason but yeah. any thought any thought of of maybe importing the pretty link database in and consuming that so i could switch Hmm, great question. Um, could definitely look into that to see. Okay. See if that makes sense and how hard that would be. Yeah. I just point. think from a switching standpoint, it would be like, well, if I want to take advantage of all the features, it might be easier that I can't a pretty link database can't be terribly difficult to see or read or understand. That's just yeah. keeping track of short links. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That'd be kind of cool. Um, okay, and then you also have, uh, and this is a really cool tool, I think. This is actually my favorite part of the plugin, sort of, in the sense that uh, iTunes reviews are super popular. By the way, if you listen to my podcast, I don't say this very much, but we all as podcasters love iTunes reviews. So if you're on an iPhone or you're you're using um, iTunes on a Windows or, or a Mac, take a second, head out to Home Gadget Geeks, leave, leave us a review. You'll get a chance to see it. I'll show you where we post it on the site here your review could show up and be out there for everybody to see. But getting iTunes reviews is hard, I think, right? I mean, it's because it's just not one site to get the reviews from. There's a whole bunch of international sites, right, if we want to get all the reviews? Exactly. You have to go and switch your country from U.S. to Canada to France to the U.K. to see all the reviews as a podcaster. So... That was a big pain point, and just listening from the beta group, listening on Facebook groups related to podcasting, this was a pain point. So we thought, hey, we have a toolbox, so one of the tools can be, let's gather all these reviews for you, show them conveniently in your dashboard, your WordPress dashboard, so as soon as you log in, you see all your reviews from all the countries right there uh, without having to switch countries or you know fiddle around to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and it, you don't necessarily display where which country it's from when you bring it in. Do you just put it? Do you just append it to one long list? Then it's one long list. Yeah, you, you, obviously you can see the country in, in the description there. But uh, one feature oh, people see. ask, yeah, people ask, can we filter? Can I see all my U.S. only? Can I see my Canada? So we're looking to add that as well. Uh, okay. Kind of filter by country. Yeah. A little drop-down that would populate the countries available. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh, sort that out. And so a couple listeners, actually Michael Ray, who uh, is a faithful listener of both this show and asks the podcast coach on Saturday mornings. And I see Randy Cantrell. Uh, I listen to his podcast, and he listens to mine. I see Paul Brayer in there and Tinker Guy. So um, although some of these, I think they're sorted in order by year as well. And so you can see the newest first. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, three in 2015. Maybe we could get a few more this way, uh, Hanny. Maybe we can get a few more listeners to jump out on the iTunes. I don't ask for it a lot. I know a lot of podcasters do. You know, yes. They're like, they live and die by the, <laughs> the iTunes. I want to show where I put this on the site, though, for folks. If you go out to theaverageguy.tv, uh, there is a, I have put it in a little widget 
So if you scroll down here to the widget right below the, the podcast schedule, by the way, if you ever want to know when we are live, I try to keep that up to date as possible, little calendar widget. But uh, I have created, and, and you created, I think, that widget for me, right? That was just available for me? Yeah, that's, a, that's we took the whole, all your iTunes reviews from inside your dashboard, and we show off everything that's a four or a five star on to the outside world so people can see how great your podcast is. No, and that's from a podcasting standpoint. I mean, we all have big egos. So, so, <laughs> right, Mike? Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, but Mike, let me ask you. I mean, you, now you're seeing this, you know, on my site. Is that something you think, dang, I want I want to, would you post your iTunes reviews to your site? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Well, and there's, because there's something engaging about that. When I'm going to sites, honestly, so I'm I'm on the simplepodcastpress.com right now, and what is the first thing that catches my eye? I'm not sure if I'm a normal person, but for me, those, uh, those reviews jump out to me. You know, I see Dave Jackson's face, or I see what he had to say about it, and that means something to me, because someone else wrote that. It's pulling it in from somewhere else. It's not just someone boasting about what they're doing. So those, to me, are some of the most important things and when I'm finding new podcasts, I'm definitely reading reviews. Although, you know, some of them, you, you don't know if people are just, you know, hiring people to write reviews. But either way, it's still someone's opinion of the show. So, yeah, I think that's huge. I think that was actually, as I'm looking at this page, that was one of the biggest features that jumped out to me. So, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I have to consider moving that. You know, we, we as podcasters get what's called widget creep, <laughs> right? We get all these widgets. Yeah. You well, know. and... Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is I've been reworking my site. So I've been the past few nights just sitting around. I've been trying to also build up my mail list. I just added a bunch of stuff to the mail list and the sign-up form. And and as I'm adding all these buttons literally this week, I think I'm just going to click buy now, right now, and just tonight because <laughs> awesome. I'm redoing my theme tonight. I think I'm just going to go with it because this is going to handle many of the changes that I've been trying to make this week and have been frustrated by not finding the right plug-in or having to do all this extra stuff when this just seems to have it all. So yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Hanny, talk a little bit about pricing because it's from, from a pricing standpoint, it's not your typical free, uh, by the way, which I appreciate. I'm glad it's not free. Thank you yes. for not making it free. Um, you know, it's, it's got a lot of value. Talk a, bit, a little bit about your pricing and how you sell this. Yeah, it's basically per license, uh, per website. So it's for a single website, uh, you can install it once, activate it. It's forty-seven dollars. And for if you want up to three websites, it's ninety-seven. And if you want an unlimited, you know, you have a lot of well, a lot of websites out there. It's I think one ninety-seven. And um, that, like I said, charging for a plugin, really in reality, you're paying for the support and the constant updates. So like you know. When you pay for something, you're going to get good support. At least we believe in good support. So that's something we stress a lot. So free plugins, yes, hit and miss. You can get a plugin and the developer's gone. Maybe it hasn't updated in two years and the new WordPress comes out and it's not compatible anymore. So you're, you're, you know, you're taking a bit of risks, but at least you know, with a paid plugin, you know you got support. You, you, click the, you send us an email and we're, we're on it. And what's your most popular license? Which which sells more than anything um, I else? I gotta say it's this, it's gotta be the single, the single licenses. Still, I mean a lot of podcasts maybe because they're, they're just trying it out. A few people have upgraded to the three license, so they buy it once. They buy it for one site. They try it out. They like it. Then they can upgrade to the three license later. So is there a yearly fee then for the support? Yes, for the support, it's uh, there's a renewal fee every year. So you, okay. it's, it's optional, but. The plugin will still work forever. 
if you want to get the updates after a year, it's um, it's a renewal fee, and depending, there's a about 20% discount, 20 to 50%, depending on the license. I I gotta look up the exact details. <laughs> haven't right. hit the one. 30 to 35 dollars for the individual license. Is that about right? For the renewal? Yeah. 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 It sounds about right. I have to look that up. I haven't hit that renewal period yet, so it's been a while since I set up that code. We're hitting the one year mark. Uh, Mid-August, yeah. Okay, so, so you got some renewals coming it's up. It's exciting, yeah. It's exciting <laughs> to see how many people renew. Yeah. But if you don't renew, that's cool. The plugin still works, but uh, you won't get any updates. Uh, any any updates, any fixes, any new features, you won't be able to up. You won't be able to upgrade, and in support, you won't get any more support. Yeah. Until you renew your license. So. You know, Drashna in chat, he says, I'm a cheap bastard. I hate paying for anything, but I'll pay for it if it's really nice and I use it a lot. And and I agree with him. I don't, there's not a lot of things, and especially in the podcasting space, there's not a lot of things I buy. This was one of those, I heard, you know, I heard you and Dave talk about this and I started checking it out. And I remember I was driving to work listening to the podcast and I'm like, oh, I so I'm going to buy this when I get home. It was, as you guys were talking about these features, Mike, I think you're in the same boat. He just hit the sweet spots of everything yeah. as a podcaster we use. I mean, you went right for the jugular <laughs> of, of the podcaster. And, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, URL shortener. Oh, for sure, right? Oh, iTunes reviews. Yes, I absolutely want to get my hands on those. Oh, sh- you know, uh, a better a better player. Yeah, I, I, I struggle. I mean, WordPress struggles with players. For me, what did it was the, the, um, uh, the bar the toolbars, the, what do you call them, the download, iTunes, mm-hmm. Spreaker, right? Those custom, for me, I wanted to drive more traffic to some of those, and I didn't feel like, I used to put the whole Spreaker player right on the page. In fact, if you go back to some of the old episodes, there's a big old Spreaker player there, right? Now I can kind of just put the, and if they want to go to it, they can. It's not taking up a gigantic amount of real estate. And I'm excited about, I think, where you're going with this, too, where I get some more options and I can roll these things out kind of as I go. So for me, dropping 47 on it was a no-brainer. I was like, yeah, it's it, you, you're in the range of the more expensive plugins that's out there. I mean, let's just, let's just be honest with it. Mm-hmm. But it's doing so much stuff on it. For me, as a podcaster, I'm like, yeah, I want to take, I want to make the investment. This is doing a lot of stuff for me on on mobile alone, it's worth it, right? Because it took the mobile piece for WordPress has been terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just awful. And when I saw what this looks like on a mobile device, that that's kind of what locked me in. I was like, oh yeah, this. I don't have to think about it on mobile. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we added a couple of new features. The the latest one. It doesn't apply to everybody. A lot of people don't don't really know about it yet. And the people who I think Dave started using it. It's basically a very cool way to keep people engaged, especially if you have a podcast that talks a lot about a, a lot about different things. So, and that's what we call the clickable timestamps. So, this is a really cool feature. Honestly, it's one of my favorite. It's one of the latest ones. It's one of my favorite. So, imagine this: you're listening to a podcast, and some you know, the podcaster takes the time to give you like five or six key takeaways, or five or six key segments of your show with a little timestamp, a little number beside it. And you click that number, the player jumps to the two-minute mark. And then you can click a link, it'll jump to the seven-minute mark. So you can jump around to consume the key parts uh, without having to listen to the whole thing and try to move that play bar back and forth until you hit that sweet spot. (laughs) And it's super simple. As a podcast producer, you literally, while you're editing your post in WordPress, 
you type a number, 2 colon 0, 0, highlight it, and there's a little toolbar button. It looks like a clock. You just click that button. That's it. It adds all the, the right code, short code and whatnot, and that's it. Then that becomes, that link links to your player automatically. It, it, it takes care of everything. So it's pretty sweet. Like I love that feature. Not a lot of people use it. Maybe they don't know about it. Maybe they don't they don't do that takeaway to key takeaways. But I think it's a great way to keep people listening on your site. You know, they might tune out in the first. Few well, minutes. my listeners are gonna love that because I'm known to ramble quite a bit. So if they can just say, okay, we're done with the news, Mike. I'm not listening to you anymore. Let's jump to your your next segment. I think I think that's a great there feature. And I'm okay. Now, does that work? Okay, no, it doesn't because it doesn't go out to the feed, right? So if someone's using it in a podcast player like the Podcast player, it doesn't work there. No, it's okay. it's tied to your player. So okay. in one, you know, one 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 kind of scenario I can see this working really well is you know they listen to you on their podcast app, and then you say, hey, go visit my show notes page, come visit the episode page on my site, and you can re-listen to the segments you want without having to listen to it. So you're encouraging them to come to your site to get right. a better experience. The opt-in box is there. Yeah, you get them to sign up to your newsletter, so it's it's like a almost like a funnel in a sense. Yeah, because for podcasters, you want them on your site. If you yeah. can have them on your site, you can show them so much more. Yes. It's a much better experience for them. And so, yeah, I agree. If you can have them jump over and say, "Hey, you can already just jump straight to this part when you, once you get over to the website." One more thing that makes it easy for them. Yeah, it's a good excuse to get them to your. Well, site. I'm entering my yeah. billing information right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's buying it as we speak. <laughs> uh, I want it in by the end of the show. It may be up and running over at omnpodcast.com. Yeah. Watch the orders. Do you have a little bell that rings? Whenever? Actually, my phone rings. I have a. I this is we like gadgets on this show. I have a ifttt if then then that, and it buzzes. And I send myself an iOS notification every time I get a sale, and it says, "You rock, buddy. You got a good. You you rock. <laughs> you did well today, or something like that." So I love it. Good deal. Good so, deal. You know, I um. Uh, I need to. That's one of the things I want to ask my listeners. So, if you're listening, if you're listening today, you're listening to this, and you would come back to the site for a feature like that, where you would click and go right to a part in the podcast. I'm interested. I'm interested in hearing from you because I just it's one of those kinds of things. It's like, would you use that? I've done timestamps with YouTube before, Annie. I've done that. Mm, yeah. Where you know that's super super easy to do on on YouTube. I never felt like it really got used that much, but. I don't, I don't have any stats on that. So uh, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. This would be a great thing for you to dialogue with me about on, on this. Uh, and when I mean you, I mean you listening to it right now in, in your car or whatever. Spend some time because it, it takes a little bit of work. I mean, I know for you it's like, hey, it's easy to set up. I still have to go through the podcast and get to that spot. Absolutely, yeah. And so there's a little bit of work associated with it. If that would be helpful for you, the listener, I would be interested in because I, I want to spend time. If you think you would use that stuff, when I heard about this feature, this would be perfect for the podcast that I do at Gallup. Now, our we're not on WordPress at Gallup, and so I can't I can't use this. And we're going to do a version of it. But it, I I was within about three minutes of setting up a meeting and telling the whole team we're moving to WordPress. I don't care what we've had before. I want this plugin to do this particular feature for me because it does so many things so well that I would use it at work. I would use all of them. I mean, that's just one of those kinds of things. We unfortunately got moved on to a blogger platform very easy. I keep waiting for that thing to die, so I'm forced to move off of it at this point. But 
So we're not we're not quite there yet, but uh, from that standpoint, I really really do like that. Uh, would like to hear from the listeners to let me know is that a feature that uh, you take advantage of? If you go to the site right now, you're offering if you if you put in at checkout the mm-hmm. discount code, give me 15 percent off. Yeah, that says today. How long does that really last for? Uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, yeah, it be could honest. be off tomorrow, but it'd probably be, <laughs> no, no, it'd be, uh, I didn't even was, see that. Now you say it, Jim, like you, you couldn't have said it two Mike, minutes ago. Oh, you didn't notice that? Mike. I didn't notice it. Uh, well, you're talking to the guy. Maybe he can take care of that. I'm glad to support it. I'm like Jim. That's another just thing I want to mention. I'm so glad that you charge for this because having people out there with the level of support and with the care and stuff like that, I, I always get weary. You know, Dave Jackson probably said the same thing, but yeah. we're weary of free products because there's the, you know, what's what's going to happen in the future? Where is it going to go? How are they making money? And first of all, a lot of us want to support the people who are putting together these sort of very useful tools. And so, you know, I was, I'm, I'm glad to pay because it's one of those things I, I just, I like seeing that. I love seeing podcasters that have Patreon or some way to support them because I've got a lot of podcasters even who create content that I couldn't, you know, live without. It's my it's my weekly thing. It gets me through, and I like when I can support them. So yeah, I agree with Jim in that whole segment. I know I'm a little late on that, but <laughs> no, yeah. you're good. Hanny, anything else when you think about the future? You want to tease a little bit when you think about anything you you can or you're willing to talk about that we may not have talked about yet? Um, we are. I you know you mentioned about how do you handle all these requests that come in? What do you do? What you don't do? From day one, almost a year ago, we've got this request almost at least once a month that comes in and says, hey, I've got multiple podcasts. I want I want automatically to import all these podcasts into my WordPress site and each podcast to assign it to a different category in WordPress. It's almost like a like a podcast network. And you know, one site that has a network of podcasts, I want them all automatically pulled in every time I publish a new episode. Can you do that? I keep saying no. We cannot do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. And then we started working on it. Oh, that there's your order, Mike. There we go. Yeah, there's that order. <laughs> <laughs> Love Wait, it. I'll show you how that goes. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah. So we have a internal beta that's been going on, and it's you know it's kind of working, and we're we're working on it. So that's kind of the next big thing we're gonna release is. You know, we finally, finally, I, people, the same people keep asking me over again. New yeah. people ask me. I just got an inquiry from a new customer. Hey, can I love your idea, but can it do this? Multiple feeds. I'm like, oh, I wish I could say yes. It's like we're on it. So Good. We're Good. Well, that. that would work for me. You know, I use Audioboom today for that, just that feature, which is I go to Audioboom, I upload every podcast, and they show up in a player, right? They show up mm-hmm. in a kind of a network player with the newest one being on top. Surprisingly, that audio boom player does two or three hundred uh, listens every single week for mm-hmm. that podcast that's on the very top. And so I'm, I'm a big believer in having that player on the front page because if you go to theaverageguy.tv today, there's no players, right? Those are You have to click down one level to see your player. I've, I've set that up kind of on purpose. Having players all over the place is horribly confusing right? Yeah. when people get there. Oftentimes, most people come to my site, not they don't just land on the landing page. They're coming from a Google search to a specific page, and they're seeing the player. I make it not the very top, but it's, it's, on the, it's above the fold. And mm-hmm. so most people can see that, that there's a podcast uh, very easily. 
But I was I too had been looking for a network, and I I just use Audio Boom. They have a great network player that makes that work. So if you think I, I'm sure you're thinking about design and stuff, but for me that's been very legit. I I have been surprised they put that out there, and I thought it would get a handful of plays, mm-hmm. and to see two or three hundred plays every single week on that thing that. That's pretty good exposure. Now, I don't know if they're listening all the way to the end. Audio Boom doesn't give me very good stats. You never know, right? But, hey, it's it's impressions. It matters, yeah. right, yeah. from that standpoint. So, very cool. Hey, Ken had asked this question in chat about performance. So, oftentimes when we think about development, and we talked about, you know, we talked about uh, website creep when you, or wedge, uh, widget creep when you get so many things on your site. Yeah. When you guys think about performance, I mean, how, how in tune are you to do that and how concerned are you that your plugin is not causing WordPress to bog down and what do you do to make sure it's not? That's a great question. Um, that's something I had to talk to my de- developers on, the de- de- developer on. Uh, I personally don't know. I'm, I've had a long relationship with my developer. I, I trust him. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you. I mean, I'll be honest. I can't yeah, tell you fine. 100%. Yeah. Um, no, but. Fine. But in terms of plugins and conflicts, that's one thing we we make sure you know we have like unique naming structures, et cetera, so that we don't overlap with other plugins. And it happens. We conflict. We've conflicted. We we log into people's sites. We figure out the conflict. We install the other plugin. We sort it out, and we deploy a fix. So plug plugin conflict is one of those things. And sometimes it's not always your plugin. It's always, sometimes it's the other guy's plugin. But you still have to. You can't tell the customer, hey. Go fix your other plugin. So tell tell the other guy to fix it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like that. I always find at least try to find a way to work around it because it's not fair to uh, the customer. Right? They paid for my plugin. They might have got that free plugin, but who, who am I to tell them go and get them fixed? If, if I can if I can fix it, if I can find a workaround, we'll I'll, we'll do that absolutely. Oh, very cool. And most of your customers, North America, I would assume Canada, United States. So you get it quite a bit from Europe, Australia. How's that working for you? Actually, that's a good point. I never looked at the analytics. I know the website traffic is mostly U.S. and next is Canada. Uh, but I've seen like I know we have a customer in Sweden who's using it, a customer in Spain who's using it. Um, I never actually did a plotting of the customers, but I was on. I use Clicky. I, I kind of gave up on Google Analytics. I'm, it's too hard to find what you it's, want. It's it's super robust, yeah. but it's really hard. I paid yeah. I paid Clicky whatever it was. It was like you said. I if it's good, I'll pay for it, and I paid for it, and I love it. Analytics are so easy. To, it's just so intuitive. So anyway, I've you know I see who's on the site, where they come from around my dashboard. So yeah, I get international international people visiting. It's cool. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's such it's so easy to do global commerce. Yeah. Now at this point, um, that's pretty cool. We got some feedback um, in the chat. Ken had said that, you know, Mike's show lends itself to more of the time stamp because you have segments. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we'll do an interview. Mike, we're going to interview you now for you know the hour or so. Then we kind of go into random. You know, we'll let you go because you have a life and we don't. <laughs> and then uh, we'll uh, Mike and I'll talk about some things maybe a little more difficult because we don't have these hardcore segments on. Yeah. Gadget Geeks as opposed to, although you can kind of generalize. So again, I, I, Ken, I appreciate that feedback. That's uh, that's good. I want to think through this with the listeners and just say, is that something I, I should provide? It would be great uh, if I'm if I'm on my mobile device, if I'm on my iPhone and I'm listening to the player through the website on my phone, then those those links would work, right? I mean, it it yeah. it in that case they would work, right? Yeah, on your site. Yeah, right. If they're on a podcast app, then 
that's not not so much. Awesome. Yeah, no, no, good stuff. Well, uh, Hanny, anything else that you want to cover? I want to ask you a few gadget questions before we let you go. But uh, Mike, any further questions or Hanny, anything else we want to cover? Super easy. I uh, I already have it up and running. So we are in the time that it took to do that. We were up and running with simple podcast press. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. I have to look forward to popping over to your site. Oh, that is omnpodcast.com, Mike's site, Apple guy, and uh, provides all the Apple coverage for the Geeks Network. And so if you want to head over there, omn, and you can see. The new him deploying that there, and I've, Hanny, I've really enjoyed it. It's been one of those kinds of tools that I kind of set it, and it just works. Nobody even knew it. I changed. Um, I haven't pulled any analytics to see if anybody's clicking on those on those uh, Spreaker or Audio Boom. I don't really care. I, I I mean I do, but I don't. I want to provide that as a service. I yeah. probably need to spend a weekend again now going through. I like to, you know, you do a big burst and then you kind of let it run and then you come back to it. And anytime you do an upgrade, it's one of those kinds of things. I should probably spend a you know a couple hours on a Saturday digging in and saying, oh, do I do I want to try this? Do I not want to try it? It's got tons of features, so so good work on that. Appreciate it. Ah, thank you. Thanks uh, okay. for the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. No, great to talk about. It. And you got a, you got a sale out of the deal right there. You didn't Actually, you're not Michael Howard. If you're on the show, oh, thank yeah, you. Mike, yeah, <laughs> you bet. Mike's a Mike is a super faithful listener to this and has been on this show many times. And and uh, we all in the community, you know, we we're a bunch of podcasters, and we're always looking for easier ways to do stuff. Yeah. So. Good. Well, I appreciate that, and I do appreciate you guys uh, supporting uh, the guys that we have on. Let's talk a little bit about your gadgets, though, real quick. iPhone or Android? iPhone all the way. <laughs> so, and iPhone 6, I take it. You're iPhone on six, the most yeah. current. And I'm, I'm an Android convert. I was on Android for a lot of years and have made the jump over to iPhone uh, most recently. So Mike and I, though, we like to have that battle because I'm also a Windows MVP for Microsoft. So okay. we like to have that little <laughs> Apple battle from time to time. Do you do most of your work on a Mac then, or are you a PC guy? We are Apple family. We have Apple oh, products, Apple Macs, iPads, iPhones, even T-shirts. The whole family has to <laughs> We went to uh, the Bay Area. My brother-in-law lives there. Every time we visit, i got to go to Apple headquarters, buy myself and the kids a T-shirt. And a onesie and whatnot. And <laughs> well, right, I'm, I'm going to stop talking. The two of you can just merge as one person. Yeah, you're one of my new favorite people. Oh, well, I, I can just tell already. You're just a really smart guy. You know, if I didn't know that from the rest of the interview, I just learned that in the last two sentences. Yeah. So. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> from a development standpoint, you know, you talked about you've got this this developer that's not even in the same country. Mm -hmm. I assume any special equipment in between that that you have to have? Do you guys have to set up servers anywhere to make WordPress work? Is there anything like that? That's the beauty of WordPress. I mean, it's, um, you know, I just, so we have a test development site, give him FTP credentials, and, you know, he has access, off he goes. There's nothing, that's the beauty of WordPress. It's super simple to develop on. And whatever tools he wants, he's comfortable with, it's cool, you know. And uh, we use Trello, Actually, Trello is a cool, just to keep track of you know features and bugs and what made it to what release and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's a cool visual tool to keep track of things. And uh, is is he in a completely different time zone where that becomes yeah, an issue for you? Yeah, yeah, he um, it actually works out well because I kind of stay up late, so I stay up late, late meaning like midnight. Yeah, and uh, you know we touch base just before I go to bed, and he's starting his day. Touch base. How's it going? I go to bed. I wake up, and things are done. Like things are getting done. I, I love that feeling. Like getting work, getting work done while you sleep is a 
interesting feeling. It's almost as good as making money while you're sleeping. Yes. That's that's even better. <laughs> that's a next step. But we're <laughs> working on that. But, getting uh, work while you sleep is it? Get, we're getting work done while you sleep is a good thing as well. That's the, yeah. It's, it's you know you feel good like you start your day off in the morning knowing that you've made progress, right? Like yeah. your team's made progress, so it's it's great. No. No, very cool. Any have you gotten into home automation at all? Any gadgets that you you know that between the Nest thermostats and the lights that come any yeah. of that echo, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've got a Nest. I love the Nest. It's great. Um, even though Google owns it now, it's still good. Ooh. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not across I'm the I'm kidding. Bow. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm gonna, people are going to ask for refunds now. Oh, I don't want your product anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I love it. They just released an updated app. For the NAS, it looks beautiful. Like it's slick, very slick. Yeah. Um, I use a little bit of uh, if this, then that. I'm trying to experiment with that a little bit. That website. Yeah. Sure oh yeah, we use it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. It just. They made an announcement today. I got an email. And just, I'm on their mailing list, and uh, they have a the thing called the Makers, something for makers, and basically lets you connect. If you have your own device or own website or own service, you can now connect to it. Anything with the web access, with a, any kind of HTTP request, you can hook up to it. That got me, it got me excited, but I don't know why. I just, just the potential of it got me excited. I don't have anything in mind, but it just opens up a door where I can start automating even more to my own applications or, or I don't know. I just got excited about it. Just this morning, I was when I got the email, I was like, wow, this is, this is going to be big for me. Yeah. No, sure. There's lots of when you when you hear about those kinds of things, it's like every time we get a email about the Echo, uh, the Amazon Echo, I think, yeah. okay, how can I, I log in? How can I do this? And most of the time, I find out, nah, I really can't use it for anything, you know. And that's okay. Sometimes I force it to do things just because I want to do something new. Yes, right? exactly. But doesn't you know? In some cases, it's not for everybody, or it's not ready for everybody you know, yet from that standpoint. But very cool. No, that's a it's a great service. We use another one called Zapier too. Yeah. Z A P I E R. I haven't played with that yet, but I heard great things about that yeah, too. We interviewed those guys a ways back. If you had, if you want to, you can go back to the average guy.tv in the search button, just put in Zapier and we okay. did a forty five minute interview like we're doing with you. A lot, a very small company, a bunch of guys from Missouri oh, who nice. are now in the Bay Area doing some cool stuff and they're just they're just average guys. It's really cool. I mean, they're really smart. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're super smart, but just a bunch of average guys that are doing this, and they were just great to give us an interview and, and gave us a lot of details. Now, I need to have them back on because that interview is a little aged. They've done that's a that's not evergreen content, right? Just like with you, yes. in a year we'll probably need to have you back on and say, hey, what's new? Yeah, right? from that standpoint, because a lot happens in a year. But uh, yeah, those those guys work. They're more enterprise, right? So they they interface mm -hmm. with a lot more enterprise applications when we think about Salesforce and some of those kind of cloud enterprise applications. So, yeah. no, very cool. Anything? Have you have you dabbled in home automation besides the Nest? Any any other turning um, lights on and off, clapping? The clapper. <laughs> the, the original. <laughs> the original home automation device. The clapper. Exactly. No, I haven't played with much. I'm a big fan of the Harmony remote. Um, I have the Harmony, I don't know, I forget what it's called. Yeah. I just love that idea and where you can like enclose all your equipment in a box and it's it works over I think Wi-Fi or whatnot. So you don't need to, it's not a direct link to it. It's easy to program. Yeah. And then I think I got an email from Harmony saying that now you can connect that to IFTT this morning. So I think 
things are getting exciting. Oh, that's great. It's a good time. It's the wild, wild west when we so talk can, about automation. So I can say, you know what? When the sun goes down, turn the TV off so the kids go to bed. <laughs> so right. I can automate that task automatically now. That's right. And then turn their lights on. Turn their and lights turn on. Turn the lights off in the living room. Yeah. Right? Say, all right. And they'll be like, all right, kids, time to make your way. <laughs> you know, try try to to make your way. Yeah, Ken says uh, harm plus one for harmony remotes for the win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have a lot of those in this community. There's a lot of that. I um, love the harmony, and I and I love my nest. And I'm trying to think, you know, I wanted to get. We just finished our basement uh, about a few about a month ago, and I wanted to get like lights, like dimmers, so you can dim them from your phone. Uh, wife, the wife rejected that. She's like, "Why do we need that?" Oh. I'm like, "I don't know. I just want it. I don't know why we need it." Get one. <laughs> put it somewhere where she can she can access it. We're gonna talk about this here in a few minutes with Mike when we let you go. But the wife acceptance factor has always been let her experience that in mm. that space, one one place, and then all of a sudden it'll be like. Hey, do you think you could get this to just make sure it works? Right? There's yeah. nothing worse than it not working, and then she just looks at you funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, she's great. She loves. I mean, she doesn't love gadgets, but she she knows I love gadgets, and she knows I'll set them up properly, and you know, get things working. She's never. I'm her tech support at home, and even at her, we all are at her, at her work too. So it's, you you are the show's demographic. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you, you you fit in perfectly with what we do. Uh, Mark in the chat says he has four of those Harmony remotes. Wow. And so yeah, that's that's a gadget community, right? I mean, that's yeah, what we attract, right. and we love to talk to, about those kinds of things. Hanny, we are at the hour mark. Thank you for taking some time. Always appreciate uh, you and what you're doing. We're tied into you now with the plugin, so I will ping you a couple times just as we as we use it, and the guys will as well, and our guys are pretty picky, so I wouldn't be surprised if you get a few, you know, you get some good feedback on it. They're pretty particular about what they like. You may you may not uh, appreciate the fact that you were on the show <laughs> after a while with us, but no, they're really good. They will give you some great feedback on it, and I'm sure you appreciate that as well. Oh, I do. Absolutely do. And thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it, talk about gadgets, talk about Fun tech stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm no. all about. <laughs> Good to have you on. If you uh, if you have any major releases or anything you want to talk about, just let me know. And uh, you you would always be welcome to come on and take 15 or 20 minutes of the show and talk about what you're doing. I, I always encourage the guys to do that. Most people don't take me up on that offer enough when they do releases. I usually have to track them down. Okay. But uh, if you have that's an open invitation, just let me know. If not, I'll call you back in, I don't know, six months to a year and and say, hey, it's time to have you back on, and, and let's talk about what's going on at uh, Simple Podcast Press. Sounds great. Very good. Well, with that, I'll let you go. Mike and I are going to finish up some community stuff that we have to do here. Thanks for giving us an hour of your time, and I appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Annie. Have a good night. You can just uh, hit the red the red uh, hang-up button up there. Awesome. Great having you. Take care, guys. Take care. Oh, bye-bye. Yeah. Mike, uh, you got the echo. The echo yeah. came in. The echo's in. The echo's it, in. It's here. It's it's magical. It's here. It's everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> I mean, I, it was it was better than Christmas. Hannah thought I was going a little bit crazy because I was here when the guy came and I ran to the door just like a kid on Christmas morning running down to the tree and I ripped into the box and was all excited and we had to pause our Orange is the New Black episode because we had to set it up right now or I had to set it up right now and and I have to say, it's, I mean, you've covered everything. And so the community knows a lot of the benefits of the Echo. But the main one for me was, like I said, I had those Hue lights. 
And the integration with Echo and the Hue Lights is exactly how home automation is supposed to be. I mean, it is, it's Jarvis, and she controls my lights. And so you can tell her to dim things to whatever percent you want. You can group all your lights. So I have them grouped to all, and then I have my main ones, and I have bedroom, and I have everything set up. And it is just, I, I love it. And it's kind of made me a little bit lazy. It's making me want to be like, hey, Alexa, feed the dog at the same time after you turn off the lights. But um, no. Fantastic. It's exactly the way home automation is supposed to be. Hands-free, always listening. I'm convinced. I got yeah, it. That's pretty cool. I mean, it, to the point where Colin and I on, on open mic night on Tuesday, we're talking about the differences between HomeKit and something like Alexa. Because HomeKit is kind of just now getting into the hands of, of users and it has tight integration into Siri. So people are using Siri to control that stuff. Well, you know, unless your phone is plugged into power and near you, she's not always listening. So you have to get out your phone, find your phone wherever it is, hold your home button and, and have Siri um, activate. And so it's just not as convenient as being able to be anywhere in my apartment or anywhere with the remote for Alexa and having her do tasks for me. And so the hands-free part has been has been the big plus for uh, being a winner. I think it's going to beat out HomeKit until, until Google, Apple, or some other company comes along with another hardware device dedicated for this sort of stuff. I think Amazon's going to have the market cornered. Yeah, I think that's the key, is that it's dedicated. Yeah, it's dedicated, exactly. Not, and it, you don't have to go push a button or hold it down. or No, or make sure it's charged, or do I have my phone with me, or, or you know, like, oh, can I borrow your phone? Is your phone connected to it, or whatever? It's, it'll listen to anyone. It's whoever. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's indiscriminate. I, I think it's, I think... Uh, the part about being able to discriminate who it is is coming. I mean, right. I, I just can't imagine they're they're probably collecting a lot of voice data. Hopefully, I mean, this would be this would be a huge hope for me that would be able to tell the difference between me and Sarah. Right. Well, and 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 that's something good to mention too. As much as I've been praising Echo for the past two days, I mean, it, it's not perfect yet, and there's a lot of features, a lot of things that it can't do, and especially if you compare it to something like Siri or um, whatever it is on the on the Google services, it, she can't do a lot. She can't give me movie times. Uh, my wife and I use Siri to tell us movie times all the time. We use Siri for a lot of things that uh, the Echo cannot do. So I'm not saying it's an end-all, be-all, it's perfect, go grab it, but there are certain aspects to it, like the lights. I think if I hadn't had the Hue lights, I might not have been as extremely impressed as I was in the first day. So she's not perfect yet, and you're right. You know, the updates coming in the future, being able to tell who's who, what kind of stuff I would want compared to what kind of things my wife is going to ask. If I say just play music and she knows it's me, she knows to play maybe something a little more um, rock or rap. And then when my wife says play music, it goes a little more country. You know, just knowing things like that. I think she's going to get smarter and have more features. But she's she's actually improving a lot faster than I thought she would. They're adding in, you. I mean, you saw in the past five months, they already added Pandora support. They added the sports updates. They've added a lot of things in the past few months. So, And it just went live. I don't know if you saw that, but I think it was yesterday. No, it was on Tuesday, the day of my podcast. They had the big sheet up on Amazon saying it's now not invite only. Anyone can go buy them for 179 is the price now. So not bad. Yeah. No, it's it's open to the public. Just head out to Amazon.com and and uh, and get shopping for it if that's if one you've been trying. I don't think they're for everybody. You know? Um, no. Yeah, and and definitely not. They're not for everyone. But for yeah. someone wanting to get into that sphere, yeah. and uh, um, Mike Howard uh, said, is home, is HomeKit only Apple? And for the devices like 
as in what are you going to control HomeKit with? Yes, it's just Apple right now. But like for all the other appliances, no. Obviously, they're putting HomeKit on a lot of different appliances. So, But you have to control it from an Apple device. And as of now, it's only through like Siri and stuff like that. They've it's always been rumored that the Apple TV is going to be their hub for HomeKit and they're going to it's going to get more advanced and I think that's going to happen in the future. So oh, it's cool. definitely not done yet. Yeah, no. Some good some good stuff out there with it. It keeps getting better and and of course now that you and I both have one, we will talk about them uh probably ad nauseum. I'm I'm sure at some point someone will say stop. Uh you know, stop Stop doing that, Jim. Stop talking about them. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Hey, during this, so you know, I'm we. This is our second week on uh, on Azure, and uh, you know, broadcasting live on Azure. The box that I was using to get access to it uh, just completely, like the monitor just went out on me. Like it just, <laughs> so I couldn't see what I'm broadcasting anymore. Uh, the good news is I can. I, well, yeah, it's the server side. I didn't. I don't think I refreshed it, and I think it went to sleep. Okay. But it's having trouble waking back up again. Uh, the good news is I could pop right in onto the computer that I'm currently using, open up a remote desktop connection, go right to it, and I'm I'm back. I'm I'm watching it again. So those are the benefits of having it offsite on that Azure. You can. Yeah. If I lose the box, I just I could I could have brought it up on the surface if I wanted to. Well, the thing I was thinking about that for you, too, is I don't know what your setup is for work compared to home, but being able to just log into that box from work, from home, from your infotech, from anywhere, I mean, that's huge. You've got your podcasting platform traveling with you without actually traveling with you. And you really just need to have bandwidth for one connection, right? Right, right. Uh, I just have to supply that one of me going to it. And by the way, if my guests don't have to come back to me, they're going to the you know, kind of to the Azure box, and uh, and that works out pretty well. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. It's working well. Again, not for everybody. We've done some things where you know you you really need to get the OSs on Azure. You have to have the really expensive, like the seven thousand dollar MSDN subscription to make that work. So not uh, not practical. Looks like that server is trying to come back, and it did. It came back for me. Um, you have to have that expensive MSDN. You can do some trickery with with um, the server versions and some things you can do. Again, it's not, I don't think it's average guy stuff. I am using it, and it's pretty cool. And I like to talk about it because it's one of those things that, uh, I, again, I think is pretty cool, but it's not for everybody. That's for sure. We got an email. Speaking of for everybody, if you're a Pockets, if you're a Pocket Cast listener, let's see if I can bring this up. Mike, um, or I'm sorry, Kevin Schoonover had left me a voicemail. And I always tell you I'll play those on the show. So let me unmute this, and uh, we'll play, hopefully, one second here. We'll play Kevin Schoonover. And this is not Ke uh, crazy Kevin Schoonover voice either. This is actually Kevin leaving a real a real message. So give me one second here, and we'll cue this up. Go to the voicemails. Kevin was talking about uh, uh, some of you are Sonos folks, and this is Kevin talking about using Pocket Casts on Sonos. I think. One second. <laughs> I hit play, and it's not... Uh, come on, Google. Play for me. Of course, you know, as I would want to play this, it's uh, it's not playing. One second here. Haven't you heard that live is awful, Jim? I know. Live <laughs> is so terrible. Live is so terrible. 
Yeah, the good news is if you don't like all this stuff, you just cut it out, right? Yeah. You know, okay. Well, and if see. the people don't like listening to it, they can just go into post. Just listen listen to the podcast. You know? hit, yeah, just, just fast forward. Let's see. Here, we'll do it another way. Let's see if I can get because uh, there's always there's always multiple ways to do it. Let me shut that off on the broadcast side and let's see if we can hear Kevin on this side. Tell me if you can shake your head up and down if you can hear him. Hey Jim, Kevin here. Uh, been working on in Windows the play function uh, was introduced in Windows 7 and seems to work pretty well in Windows 8. Uh, where I've tended to use it is uh, so I have a fairly elaborate Sonos system around the house here. But, uh, you know, the Sonos app doesn't support everything. One of the things I find is, like, for podcasts, they don't have a good podcast app. I love Pocket Cast. And now Pocket Cast uh, supports uh, browsing or uh, streaming over uh, a web browser. So in Windows 8, I can open the uh, Metro version of uh, IE, launch Pocket Cast, start playing a podcast, and I can go to the devices, the play function, and I can push that to uh, any of my Sonos devices. So not not perfect, but uh, makes it a nice way to uh, use applications that maybe don't work with certain devices. Uh, the play function also works really well with DLN, DLNA devices. So if uh, folks have other streaming devices and have issues getting to things, it uh, might be something they can try. Uh, first time call no, I'm not a first time caller. Long time <laughs> caller, long time listener. Take care. See ya. Kevin's always a good guy. Kevin, thanks for leaving that message. And again, hey, you... Kevin here. Whoops, uh, hold on, let's stop him. Take that out. So, uh... Kevin, thanks for leaving that message. Again, 402-478-8450. If you want to leave a message, we'll play it here on the program. And I know some of you are Sonos. I'm not, but I know some of you are. And that Pocket Casts, Mike, I think the key on this one, man, Pocket Casts has really got it. When In a podcasting space, Pocket Casts really has it going on. They just released their Windows Phone player as well, and they're everywhere, and it syncs. Uh, it, now, it's 5 bucks, right, to get in. I think, five, I think it's 5 bucks to get in, so it's not cheap. Well, it's not free. Five bucks is pretty cheap. To be per honest. platform that you're I don't on? No, that I, that I would need to check out. I, I okay. really ought to. I really, I think so. I think it's paid for on a per platform when they're, where they're charging. I think on Windows Phone it's free. But I'd have, I'd have to, no, maybe not. I'd have to double check that. But they sure, see, I'm hearing a lot about Pocket Cast right now, and they sure seem to be making quite a bit of waves in the podcasting space. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can be that platform agnostic app, you can definitely make yourself a nice little, nice little niche. Yeah, now I'm a Beyond Pod guy on Android. That's kind of what I use to, to, uh, to listen to podcasts when I was on Android. I'm using the iTunes app now on iPhone. That seems to be the easiest way for me to get it done. It really is. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's well, great. Especially There's... if you use iTunes at all, anyway. And the thing I like about it is that it does sync and it syncs the playing. So when I'm on my computer and then I pause, I get in my car and it picks it up right where I left off. So for if you're in the ecosystem, again, it's one of those things that if you're in the ecosystem, it benefits you. Uh, I used iCatcher for a while. I think that was just iOS, but that was still a great podcast app. Okay. So I want to show you one more thing before we go. Hold on. Yeah. So if you look on my screen here, let's see if it's... Oh, what? What? Oh. What is that all about? No... 
guys in the chat, I'm extremely sorry. When I came on the show, I didn't mean to totally steal your Windows guy, but tides what? are turning, pigs what are flying, happened, and the fat man? lady is just singing loud. What just happened? I love I don't, it. I don't know. Actually, okay, to be is fair. Is it hooked up to that old laptop? It's hooked up to the old laptop. Yeah, okay. I, I, just, I had actually purchased a second. We talked a week ago or maybe two weeks ago. I think I bought that those Dell 24-inch monitors. That, right. For 140 bucks, I'll leave the link again in the show notes, but you can go back to the last show. Uh, really budget and really good average guy monitors. If you want to get a nice 24-inch screen that is not going to run your budget 200 plus, these are non-IPS, but they, they are, for what I use them for, they have been fantastic. They're good average guy. They're not... They're, you, they are not... <laughs> Mike. Everyone's Mike just Howard. trying to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd do that to see what kind of what, how I could get to a little rise out of. And everyone the, in the audio version has no idea what happened. No, they don't. <laughs> so you'll have to if you want to if you want to see what happened, you got to go to the YouTube video, and get it done. So no, it actually that that thing's gonna go away. It it's so old, it's running like 10.5, and I can't even get a browser to run on it that uh, can get to YouTube. I did, um, I was and I was gonna set it up. I finally got the. Um, you know that video I made that plays the logo stuff behind it? That's I set it up just to see if I could do it, and it did work. Tonight I didn't turn it on, and I was looking back there, and I forgot. Oh, and I was going to run that. It, I was going to get it set up before the show, so you couldn't tell it was running on a Mac, and then I was going to you know, bring that in. But it's such an old version that you can't run Chrome on it. Uh, because the Chrome doesn't, the most recent version of Chrome will not install on that. They don't support it. So you can't run YouTube in the old version of Chrome to make that work. So I had to go to Firefox and get that thing upgraded, and that barely works to get it done. So now it's it barely plays that YouTube video now that I have out there. I mean, it barely plays. It's a beast. It's an old bear. It's not going to go much longer, though. But, okay, so, Jim, you are in the perfect position. I'm surprised. Like, you would be the perfect guy to set up a Hackintosh computer, you know, make your own hardware, put in all everything you want, and then maybe run some Windows on it just so you had kind of an environment to test on. But you could be like, have the most sweet Hackintosh setup with your own little building your own box. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be honest with you. I'd just get a mini. If I was going to yeah. buy one, oh, really? I'd just okay. buy a Mac mini. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think, you know, for me, uh, and this is this doesn't do it anymore. No, it's completely reset. Well, so, so that people people stay listening on the show, I'll turn it off. Um, what uh, I, I help enough people who run Macs that it for me it's nice to be able to know like okay where do I go to help them get their audio right for uh, for Skype? Yeah. What do I? I it's just there's certain things I kind of need to know on a Mac to be able to support them. Uh, well, and this, the hard part is it's not like Windows. There's not like the really cheap, affordable way to get into no, the ecosystem. No. no, you're 700 bucks for anything. Yeah. Right, that's the right. cheapest on a mini, and it's kind of ridiculous, but it it is what it is. And and based on what I do, I, you know, trust me, everything else is Windows around me at this point. I just thought it'd be fun to. I was thinking of that. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I fired that up, <laughs> what that would look like. So, anyways, now I haven't gone off the deep edge. And, uh, and and although some know. of you probably think, well, hey, I'm influencing you. You're influencing me. We, That's you true. Said, Very true. You said we're going to work on getting you, a, when Windows 10 launches this summer, we're going to kind of look for a device for you that you can use, a tablet that you can that you can use Windows on. I think post-July we'll see a whole bunch of stuff coming out, so we'll get you a Windows thing. Well, even hands. if anything, even if not being 
Okay, so I haven't learned as much on the Windows side, but anyone listening to my podcast and who has been listening for me before I was on your show and then now, man, I've gotten way more critical on everything Apple. You know, Ken was saying in the chat earlier how I'm a little more unbiased. It didn't used to be that way. I mean, to be honest, I was all just praising Apple. They're perfect. Everything they do turns to gold. Everything they touch is just amazing. And man, the past few weeks, I actually had to change this week. We do a core segment where we get down to the core issues of Apple that we have problems with. And we had been so negative the past few weeks. I did a core things of things that are good about Apple this week because we had gotten just so far down the negative Apple rabbit hole. I was like, man, who have I turned into? Oh, no. It's happening. We've done it to each other, you know? That's so funny. No, No, it's good. It's, It's good to be that way. It's good to have, you know, to not be too closed off to other... No, I totally agree with you. I don't ever want to be that fanboy that can't say, you know, hey, this thing isn't right, you know, right. from that standpoint. So it's good. Well, with that, let's uh, let me close this up. But can you stay around for a little bit of a post show? Sure, definitely. We'll talk about Patreon when we do that. We'll uh, remind everyone, of course, if you're purchasing, and thank you for purchasing using the Tech Scholarship Fund. That allows me to do some, have some flexibility and be able to purchase some of the equipment that we use here for the network, as well as if you want to test something, let me know. We'll buy it, send it to you. You can test it, write about it, or come on the program, and uh, then you get to keep it. It's a pretty cool little program. You use the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund out the averageguy.tv slash Amazon. Just remember to go there before you buy. That's usually – I get emails from guys like, sorry, I forgot. As soon as I bought – I don't know what, what it is, Mike, but that in our heads, when we're getting ready to buy something on Amazon, we get so focused, we forget everything. Yep. <laughs> and the adrenaline takes over, and you're like, click, 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 yeah. buy. Oh. <laughs> it's done. It's here. Oh, so oh. much so that I had to cancel an order because I was at dinner with a bunch of people, and they're talking about this awesome game they got. I don't know if you've played Spikeball, but it's this new kind of fun game that's going around. And I ordered it. I was so excited. I ordered and I felt so good after I ordered it. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, that was $60. I didn't need to spend. I canceled it. I'm like, well, it was fun still hitting the order button. I might do that more now. I might just order things just to have the rush and then just cancel it. And then cancel it. I but might order like a, yeah. <laughs> you'll know, though. If you're going to just cancel it, you'll know. Right, it yeah, won't be as that's true. It won't be as fun. It won't be as rewarding. Well, we appreciate you using the link. Just click on it before you go out there. Plan it a little bit if you can, and uh, we appreciate you purchasing that way. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, and I am delinquent on the June, that one's not going to come out. It'll be a, ju- a July newsletter at this point. Sign, and I hope you appreciate the fact that I'm not spamming you using that, and many of you signed up for it, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter, and you can get the past ones as well. Uh, May was just a pretty rough month, and so we didn't get it done. If you, uh, if you haven't yet signed up for the meetup, we're doing a meetup September 12th in Indianapolis. It's getting a little, it's getting a little sketchy for me. I'm going to have to really rush out there to get it done. But uh, I'll leave the link in the show notes to that. If you haven't joined us yet, that would be great. Kevin had also le- left a link uh, out there. Oh, I played that already. Let's see. Google Hangouts recorded. Oh, uh, the app. Actually, I did Kevin's stuff already. And so with that, I will say, don't forget, I am live each Saturday morning out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, as well as live. Dave's been on vacation, but we'll get back to Home Server Show and Surface Geeks uh, out there on Wednesday nights, so we keep it pretty busy. And, of course, if you're not here live, you don't get all the fun stuff that's happening right now in the chat room <laughs> as the... <laughs> There's a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a rebellion going on out there. No, or, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I certainly incited maybe a little bit of a riot or started kind of a negative Apple thing when I showed the, when I showed that behind me. But we are live each Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. 8 p.m. Central? Yeah, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern now at theaverageguy.tv slash live. 
And uh, we will not be here next Thursday. It's 4th of July weekend, and I will be in Kentucky. And uh, so take the week off, do something fun, spend time with your family, go out and shoot off fireworks, keep all fingers and toes intact. And uh, we want to see you back here in two weeks. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>